there's some nice words from a couple of players, Stutzman and uh, Reggie Grimes. When are we going to get a player that says, yeah, yeah, he's doing a fine job, but the guy's crazy? The first guy that's in the transfer <laughs> portal, most likely. going to be out on social media somewhere. Don't worry. Yeah, because I feel like all of the the questions so far, and it's it's natural, is – What's it been like so far? What do you think of Coach Venables? What do you think of the the new offense or the new defense? And, you know, the response to all those are always going to be, especially right now, going to be really positive. And, you know, it's always going to be positive. You're never going to hear any of those guys really, you know, be negative about anything. But I – how much do you think the locker room talk is matching some of the response? I actually to the- do think the locker room talk right now is matching a lot. Now, forget about the player response. I'm here for the players res- or the uh, parents' response on social media. Yeah, that's what uh, fueled me last off season. Latrell McCutcheon's dad, I think it was, basically saying this defensive staff doesn't know blank on there. That's uh, I'm interested to see if that continues to happen. The uh, players' parents on social media trying to make a name for themselves and uh, bad-mouthing the staff after games. That's great entertainment right there. You know, that's something interesting that is a it's a new phenomenon. So, I would have killed my parents if they ever that's what I was walked gonna up say. to the dugout, man. I can't even imagine... There's always been parents that call coaches. Always. That's always happened. Not mine. Right. And, right. But, you know, there's always been those parents out there. Why isn't my son playing? And that's in Little League. That's in hike school. That's in college. Why my son should be playing. My daughter should be playing. But the dynamic of your parents having a voice and at times a large voice on social media. It's weird, man. Can you imagine no, trying to navigate I, I that? No, I, I can't. I can't. That's that's something. I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to not have to go through that. Thank God thing. I didn't. I, let's just say you are uh, Latrell McCutcheon last year, and your dad's saying coaches don't know what they're talking about. My son should be playing, should be starting. I mean, that instantly puts you in a bad spot. I don't know who was in front of him, DJ Graham maybe, but uh, you work out, you meet with those guys, you practice with those guys, and it's like, oh, so your dad thinks I'm trash, huh? Cool. Well, it's, okay, well, where's he getting that? He has to be getting it from somewhere if he's not at practice. What are you telling your dad That's about what him? What's he saying about it's it, Such it an creates... interesting dynamic. I, you know, it's... And maybe that will continue. Maybe that's just... You know, the era that we're in right now. It is. I. It probably is, and maybe it will continue, but if not, that'll be another thing that we say, dang, that really shed some light on the previous culture. But you're probably right. It's just the era that we're in right now, and it's still going to happen. Well, what are you going to do? Say last year, if you have a, a, a parent that's – like, what, what's the – what do you do? Like, what, what's the – what's the remedy to that? Is there one? No. You can't tell you can't tell a parent to stay off social media and you dang sure aren't going to play their kid because they're pressuring you out there on Twitter. So 
Uh, you just you just roll with it. You continue to play the best available. I guess it's just a it's it's something that I can't. Of all the things that you have to worry about as a college football player, I can't imagine adding your parents' social media presence onto the pile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, you want to feel old? Oh, sure. Okay. I thought that you probably yeah. would. So I was uh, looking at non-conference road trips hmm. coming up uh, earlier, uh, planning for the show. Like for I the know next seven all years. of the next uh, seven, eight-year non-conference road games. Well, I'm, I'm sure you do too. But in 2030, there's a return trip to Nebraska. Teddy, at eight years, that will be the 30-year anniversary of the 2000 OU Nebraska game. 30-year anniversary in just eight years. Which eight years goes by quick. I think you, I think we all know that by now. Before you know it, we'll be saying, "Gosh, dang! Thirty years ago, D. Straight took that pick six back to the house. Hello, you got down fourteen nothing. Rallied all the way back and won thirty years ago." Uh, I will be forty nine. Jeez. Uh, forty nine. I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. What you, huh? you think you'll still be around at forty nine? With the way that you live life? Well, the way that... Yeah, I do. <laughs> eating Choco Tacos? Eating an entire box every single night watching TVs? I don't, I don't know. That is a fair point. Uh, when does that start to catch up Dude, with me? Dude, were you sitting, up, were you I'm, sitting I'm, I'm up front now. earlier today before the show? Yeah, I had a slice of cake. What of it? Oh, you had a slice of cake. Did you see that big box of donuts that was there? I did. So as much as I make fun of you about Choco Tacos, and you know that I don't have... A sweet tooth. Right. But it's almost as if glazed donuts has meth glazed on top of the... I I can't help it. I can't... Dude, I'm like in a healthy mode right now, and I'm in on it. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of all about three days now. There's glazed donuts out front, and I turn into a maniac. Just ditch all of the hard work that you've done. Dude, it's terrible. I can't do it. Hmm. Glazed donuts? Yeah, I... Donuts I don't know why. Good. I I I, I mm. didn't. There's there was only two donuts left of that entire box. How many did you have? Seven, eight. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Actually, yes. I don't want to talk about it. All right, rank these non-con uh, road trips coming up here. There's one every single year. I think for the next six years. Uh, this year at Nebraska. Twenty-three at Tulsa. Huh? Nebraska ranks higher so far, but I do like the Tulsa trip. Well, give Tulsa a chance. Come on. It's we'll a go hang out on uh, Skelly Avenue. <laughs> 2024 at Tennessee. Great. Which Are you going to be able to make that one, or is, oh, is I've, Norman High playing at Mustang that I'm night? making that one. Nine years after the fact, I will be making the Knoxville trip this time around. Go ahead and jot it on the calendar in there for vacation. 2025 at Temple. Philly? Philly. Dirty Philly with their awful people and their terrible sports fans. The last time I was in Philadelphia, I believe, was when I played for Jacksonville. We played the Philadelphia Eagles in the preseason. And we stayed in the harbor. There's some type of I, I don't know. There's some is that type by of Betsy Ross's house. I don't know. I think Betsy Ross's house is down there somewhere. But on the way to the hotel, 
I can't remember if it was the bus driver or one of the players on the team, but someone started talking about the Oh yeah, I researched this after you told me last year. Philadelphia experiment yes, or whatever. Yes, I, I researched this last year. It's kind of freaky. Where apparently what they they made a ship like disappear or time travel time or travel go do something. And when it came back through the Portal. quote wormhole, there were guys like attached to the hole of the yeah. of the ship. It's pretty weird. I don't know. I got deep into that for about a week. I didn't really tell you yeah. how deep I got into that, <laughs> but it was a thing last I summer for me. Don't know anything else about it other than someone on that trip because the hotel we stayed at apparently overlooks like where the like the navy shipyard is where all of that stuff went down, I think. I've been in Philadelphia for one day. Liberty Bell, Betsy Ross's house. Uh, it, it was that whole sightseeing thing. But I do remember mm. driving into the city, and it's like, God, hey, this we're go, we're going in here. This yeah. looks like a dirty, dirty place. Well, I'll tell you, we went downtown mm. one time. I played there when I was with the Lions in '07. We played there. They wear those mustard yellow and light blue uniforms that day, but. We drove through downtown for some reason to get to the stadium, and frankly, it looked a lot better than I expected. See, it's one of the things I dislike about you, is you love these stupid, odd, alternate jerseys these NFL teams wear. No, that no, no, jersey no. by Philly. The jerseys, the uniform sucked. I'm talking like downtown Philly looked yeah. better than I expected. Mm, yeah, yeah, the uniforms were. Crap. I can't. I can't get on board with that one. The only uniform like that that I like is the Bumblebee Steelers uniform at Temple or at Tulsa. Which one are you more excited for? Temple. What? Uh, Come on, yeah. it's Tulsa. It's a great place. Quick trip down the uh, the Turnpike. The Turnpike think, rivalry. Do you think TU fans will be rude? Once OU fans go up there, do you think they'll be sarcastically chanting SEC in they'll warmups? Be, they'll be coming off a, a ten win season, perhaps, and feeling like they're going to win the thing. Um, twenty, still, tw- uh, ranked it twenty two at Nebraska, twenty three at Tulsa, twenty four at Tennessee, twenty five at Temple, twenty six at Michigan. Tennessee one, Michigan two, Nebraska three. Temple, Tulsa. That's so disrespectful to all of our Tulsa listeners. Well, I've been there. I haven't been to any of those other – well, I've been to Nebraska, but I haven't and been Tennessee. to any of those other pl- – Tennessee. Yeah, that's true. But it was great the last time I was Tennessee there. Tennessee is one. Tulsa's two. <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. Tennessee's one. Nebraska to me is two. I'm really excited for that one. Michigan to me is three. I don't know, man. I feel like it's going to be like some – Real uppity place where they're not going to be a whole lot of fun and turn their nose up at OU uppity. fans. I don't, I don't I get that it's vibe. Michigan. I get that vibe from the Michigan faithful. Really? Yeah. My, you think I'm wrong on that? I feel like they have a we're better than you uh, UT type of attitude up there. Uh, well, they probably have that type of attitude towards... Like a lot of schools, but the schools that are better than them, like I don't think they can fake it past the teams that run circles around them right now. Like they may, I feel like if you are 
Baylor showing up to town, they're gonna they're gonna try and give you that type of treatment. But if you are blue blood, I don't I don't know. Which I, I honestly I don't know what the fan treatment is for OU whenever we come to town. It's probably pretty good for the most part. Uh, mo- I remember Ohio State fans in 2016 basically saying, "We're going to treat you guys awful when you roll up well, there," and then they were they, apparently they were awesome. In that's a peer program, though. You know, I, and I understand like a peer program having a hostile uh, attitude whenever you show up, but like. Okay, here's the thing. If you went to Michigan next year coming off of a playoff appearance, they're probably pretty uppity. But that's going to be short-lived, I would think. Uh, 28 is the supposed LSU game, which OU will be in the SEC by 2028. Feels like that LSU game has been in the works for about 20 years now, but it's never going to be a non-conference game. Yeah. Which – Fortunately or unfortunately. You know, after next year – because we do the Nebraska situation, we're going to have, like, after that point, we're going to have some pretty good home non-cons. Georgia at home in 23, Michigan at home in 25, uh, LSU at home in 27. So, yeah, there's some good yeah, stuff Yeah, I mean, up. those look good now that you're in the Big 12, but, you know, a couple of those teams that you mentioned, those are going to be conference games. So, do you think... OU will replace a non-conference game against Tennessee, a non-conference game against LSU with a peer type of program from another conference. Could we see a Clemson home-and-home come up at some point in the future? Could I interest you in a Citadel game? Oh, stop it. Don't. No, I can't (laughs) do that. No? Uh, No, a late November Citadel game at home? Uh Uh-uh. That's the SEC way. At least it won't be on pay-per-view, though. It's the SEC way. Uh, I don't know. I think that, yes, we will probably replace those Southeastern Conference, non-conference games when we do finally flip to the SEC with a ACC or Big 12 matchup. So it would be pretty sweet if you had a home Maybe schedule of Florida State coming to town, mm-hmm. LSU coming to town, uh-huh. Auburn coming to town, and Ar- like, that's just four. If you had like Arkansas, LSU, Auburn, and Florida State, that'd be, yeah. Yeah, sign me up for that one, please. Well, right now, like two years ago, I couldn't interest anyone in an Arkansas matchup, right? Oh, Whatever. The home schedule we've had recently, I know Arkansas's well, been bad, okay. but at least they bring some fans in and be fun. I know, that's true, but you know what I'm saying. Like, um, as far as like matchup-wise, like, how, how difficult the game is, how competitive it is, couldn't interest a lot of people. But now all of a sudden, Arkansas's got their athletic department rolling. Three, they just signed three five-stars in basketball. Three five stars just made an elite eight uh, football program on the rise. Really good baseball program. Lost in the BOK to OU in December. Got destroyed by uh, really at that point a ragtag group of OU players that have only been on campus for like six weeks. Yeah, run them out of the gym. The BOK. 
got their coach tossed. Do uh, does uh, Tulsa OU do they have it the 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 worst? Do Tulsa OU fans have to deal with uh, OSU and Arkansas fans on a daily basis? Prop yeah, and ORU fans. Don't forget that group. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy, man. Big group of they're ORU fans. They don't party, there. but man, they'll get in your face. That's true. That is. There is a lot of delusion rolling around with that crew. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wonder Tulsa's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of delusion rolling around up there. But, hey, you got to admit, um, both Oklahoma State and Arkansas put together nice years last year. What, Oklahoma State won 12 games? What, Arkansas win nine? Nine and four, I believe, is what Arkansas. Nine was. and four with a really difficult schedule and played a bunch of people really tough. Nine so. and four to Arkansas is basically like a sixteen and zero season, though. So, Look essentially, essentially they won the national championship. That is both a compliment and a slap in the face at the I'm same time. Just getting ready, it's pretty good. I'm just getting SEC ready. Isn't that not how I'm supposed to conduct myself? Yeah. That's right. Okay. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Let's get to some of these text messages next. Keep hitting us up. Air Comfort Solutions, text line Cavens Construction bring you hour number two of The Rush. They do it all. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, emergency repairs. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma. It can help take the ease off of your staff but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Give Cavens a call, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, they're here to serve you as well. 918-282-7612. Cavens also sponsors the Diamond Envy OU Softball nice. Podcast. New episode out now. Search it in Apple Podcasts, Diamond Envy. Text line says, Arkansas did win the national championship via Georgia, being in the SEC. 1969? Uh, oh, it's saying that, uh, yeah, the whole wait, SEC what? won what the championship. About? Isn't that Arkansas's last championship, though? Arkansas's was 64. 64 is the last one. Texas mm. was in uh, 69. Nice. I believe. Gotcha. Uh, not many Arkansas fans in Tulsa. It's OU or OSU. Mm. Really? It depends what you mean by not many. There's a sizable group there. Uh, not more than OU or OSU, but they're there. The ORU fans have bully the Arkansas and Oklahoma State fans here in Tulsa. That's kind of what I've noticed. Lifelong Tulsan, and yes, we deal with all three of those. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Give us USC. Well, we all want that. Everyone in college football wants that, but there's some punk out there on the West Coast that would never allow it to happen. You really, come on, you really think 100%. That... 100%. Huh. I don't know. I think it would be a good matchup. It would be home a, and home. It would be a great matchup, but he's too scared to do it. He wouldn't do that. Are you kidding me? I think he would. No, he wouldn't. 
I think his athletic director would. His athletic director definitely would. Anything to try and get people into the uh, L.A. Coliseum. Last time I spent a night in Philly, I about got jumped in an alley late one night going out for a cheesesteak. When I got back to the hotel and told the guy at the front desk what happened, he just chuckled and said, Come on, man, this is the city of brotherly love. I said, my ASS, <laughs> crying face emoji. Well, hang on a second. I feel bad for the situation, but late night downtown Philly and you're hanging out in a dark alley? Come on. You're kind of asking for it at that point. Have some situational awareness. Did that happen before or after you're trying to score drugs in that dark alley? No doubt. Glazed donuts. Is that what a, quote, cheese steak is? (laughs) Give me cheese steak, man. Glazed donuts are full-on crack rock. That's what it looked like today. Yeah, he he was in Philly looking for a glazed donut, I think. You know what? And like a, uh, a a true abuser, I played it off so great at the uh, meeting earlier this morning at the station. They were like, hey, there's there's donuts out there. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> hey, but who ate all of those? They and didn't just looking around. Two hours later, buddy, there's a number done on those bad boys. What's funny is uh, I know the feeling. And in, in you were a part of your conscious was – Constantly aware of who was around the table, what was going on with that box. Yep. Trying to keep stock of what was in there. Yep. Like you didn't want to go out and just straight up guard the thing, yep. but at the same time you were keeping an eye on it. Yeah, I, I swivel all day long. <laughs> had, a, had a swivel going on. Then I knew. And they were brought in for someone's birthday, yet at about noon today, that didn't really matter. No. Wow. After Amazing. that, after uh, Emily left the studio today, it was <laughs> all right. Game on. I see this one says, especially glazed donuts from Krispy Kreme. Disagree. Is Krispy Kreme, is that, is that still a place, or is it has it been reduced to just being, like, boxed in stores? Yeah, so um, I think the only one that exists in, like, the OKC metro area is in North Oklahoma City, hmm. kind of by Quail Springs Mall. Just south of that. Is that why you moved to Edmond? Yes. <laughs> get closer the to the Krispy Kremes. Property value around that area has <laughs> skyrocketed. I don't know, man. Like, Krispy Kreme's fine. I'm not going to turn it down, but it's... I'd rather have a bigger, fluffier glazed donut than, than that one. Bigger, fluffier? Yeah, like ones you, you can get from, like, a donut shop tend to be thicker. Are you talking about... With three C's. <laughs> What about inside the actual donut? Because I don't want a bunch of breading on the inside of the donut. See, I like I'm here for the breading, man. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm all about. Oh yeah. I as almost, much carbs as possible. I want to get my yeah, money's worth. I see, I'm the exact opposite. I want a glazed donut. I want the donut to almost be totally empty on the inside. This is Midwest City Jeff. I have known lots of wealthy people in the Tulsa area that have uh, Arkansas season tickets for football, basketball, soccer, baseball, lots of different sports. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Soccer, football, basketball, soccer, baseball. 
Must be nice to be able to drive, what, two hours over to Fayetteville and enjoy every single athletic event. Well, the wealthy people in Tulsa need to find a hobby closer to home, it sounds like. (laughs) Right? Go support ORU and join that fan base. Man, with gas prices what they are right now, I think the uh, Fayetteville home sports are going to be suffering if all those people from Tulsa are driving over. Krispy Kreme donuts or diabetes pills. This is Midwest City. Yeah, yeah. Diabetes pills. There are much better donuts and glazed donuts everywhere. That's a. I told you, man. Look, these people singing the praises of daylight donuts and all this stuff. I like daylight donuts. Unlike most, rarely have I had a bad donut. It's not that difficult of a formula, I don't think. You know, the cat is somewhat out of the bag on making a good donut, but. I don't. I don't think it's fair to slander Krispy Kreme donuts just because there's other good ones out there. I'm not saying that they are alone the best, but too they're corporate, pretty good. Too corporate for us fatties on the text line. That's fair. Sorry. Yeah. We don't. We don't like our donuts corporate. We like them local. Yeah. You want them local at your place that doesn't make them themselves and have them shipped in every morning, <laughs> which is how it works. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Hey, in, on on a serious note. We were talking about you know USC and how Muleshoe would never schedule that. Um, in terms of like perception, and I, I guess perception is kind of important nowadays in college football. Perception-wise, how important is it that he doesn't excel to the level that a lot of national media members think he's going to, combined with Brent Venables not being a bust at OU? Because I feel like if those two things happen, the perception would be that USC is a much better job than OU. Uh, you, OU clearly didn't get the better end out of the deal. You know how that's going to be spun if, if those two things happen. Well, here's what I think is going to occur. If OU struggles next season, then the narrative is going to be that they clearly miss Lincoln Riley. If OU has a good season next year, the narrative, and this isn't going to be the narrative by everyone, it's not going to be the narrative by people that matter, but by the no research crowd out there, the narrative is going to be, well, Lincoln Riley left OU in a really good place, right? And there is some truth to that, but... It's not like he left a program totally humming and culture, everything intact. Like, win-loss record, he left it in a good place, but culturally, there's a lot to be flipped around I, at I don't, OU. Yeah, and I don't think that we should just sit here and pat him on the back and say, oh, yeah, but he did such a great – look what he, what he left behind. Well, yeah, isn't that your job? If you leave for another job, shouldn't we expect you, if you're making $10 million a year at USC, to leave the program that you left in pretty good shape? I kind of yeah. believe that that should be a little bit of an expectation at a program like OU. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And so, like, that's going to be the narrative. If we're good, Lincoln left us in a good place. If we're bad, we obviously miss Lincoln. For USC... If USC struggles, hey, it's a it was a tough job and Lincoln knew it whenever he took over. If Lincoln does, you know, they win eight games or more, it's going to be, 
wow, look at how quickly the turnaround has has set in. All right, uh, sorry to get serious there. I'll get back to the donut takes yeah. on the text line. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts are better than Krispy Kreme. I live by a Dunkin'. I'm down with that. I, I mean, I'll allow that. I do think that there is somewhat a little bit of uh, the batch theory here. Dunkin' Donuts can have a bad batch. Krispy Kreme can have a bad batch. You're Sometimes you're tied to the batch at which you get whenever it comes to donuts. Lane in California says an empty inside donut is a croissant. That's to you. Yeah, a croissant covered with uh, tasty icing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Hertz donut. There's a vote for that. Too much sugar equals bad donut. I'll say one thing about Hertz is sometimes, really all the time, all I want is just a glazed donut, man. Mm -hmm. I'm a simple guy at heart. I just want a glazed donut. And if glazed aren't available, then you know what? I might treat myself to a long john every now and then. And Hertz is fine, but it never seems like they have glazed donuts. And instead, I got to settle for one that has fruity pebbles, kicks, cocoa puffs. It can be and a lot. Every cereal to known to man on on one single donut. It can be a uh, it can be a lot. Whenever you go to Hertz, there's there's uh, there's a lot of extras on there. Um, I agree with you for the most part that a glazed donut pretty much gets the job done. If I had to order. It would be Long John or Maple Bar followed by the glazed donut. Krispy Kreme is in Tulsa, 71st between Memorial and Mingo. <laughs> when the hot sign is on, you can walk in for a free donut. Wow. Uh, Krispy Kreme in Tulsa, 71st between Memorial and uh, Mingo. Good luck ever getting to that place. You'll be sitting in traffic for at least 45 minutes, uh, stoplights every uh, 75 to 100 feet. I like this one. Bunch of big ballers out there. I can only afford Little Debbie powdered donuts. Which They still get the job done. The white powdered yeah, donuts, I can buddy. get down on that sometimes. Yeah, buddy. I've been known to eat an entire bag of those in one sitting. Which you threw an Edmund dig at me, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. It always happens. You were the one in Edmund yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. Am I going to look out in the parking lot and see a uh, Range Rover now since you spent four hours in Edmond yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what I'm going to find? Yeah. I, you get worried about your uh, your Yukon up there and you have to trade it in for a Range Rover <laughs> I, I, for the I was day. surprised they let you into town with that, with that car. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's two years old. Huh. It was mm. funny. Whenever I pulled into the parking lot, there's, there's some type of tire place there. And I, I don't know if it was uh, Hibden's or... Or what exactly it was, but there was a black Maserati out front of the tire place, and this lady—I was watching her for maybe five minutes—was walking around, looking at the tires, looking underneath the car. I no clue as to what was going on there, but it was really interesting. <laughs> Really interesting. Getting the best out of that race car, I think. Text line says, didn't know you guys smoked before the show. <laughs> well, now you know. Secrets out now. Next time, join in. You'll have a lot more fun if you do. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. We'll hit a few things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler and Teddy. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. 
Story number one is. First of all, quick shout out to our friends over at Roof Tech, Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine running the show over there. They do an outstanding job, can handle any of your roofing needs, whether it's quick repairs or a full-on roof replacement. Give the guys at Roof Tech a shout. Foo Fighters, I know you're a fan. Did you see, unfortunately, drummer Taylor Hawkins has uh, passed away? Yeah, and they've got uh, some big tours coming up. Sold out in Philadelphia, sold out in some place, a stadium in London, maybe. So what do you think? They're going to continue the tour somehow or cancel them all? That's a lot of money that's already been designated for tickets. The Foo Fighters have canceled some upcoming tour dates Mm. following the death, but I don't know. I wish I was good enough to sit behind the kit and fill in for a couple of shows, be but a disaster. unfortunately, don't have the chops for that gig. Um, now, I knew this was coming out, but it looks like May, the new Top Gun, Tom Cruise coming out. What do you think? Okay, I- I'm excited as is looks everyone good. else. Yeah, the, but our expectations are way too high. And I know that we always have to check our expectations with the remake of a movie. We've been burned too many times, right? So I think that we know in the back of our mind that it's not going to be as good. But when you see the preview and you say, well, it looks pretty good, honestly. You know, like you, you, you all of a sudden go back to, oh my God, this is going to be the best movie I've seen in years. I, I think it'll be fine, Teddy. But as a remake... I'm sure we'll still probably all be disappointed, unfortunately. I saw some of the making of it, and this has been quite a while ago. Uh, they, A lot of it is shot in real fighter jets, and a lot of the crew was like passing out and puking in a lot of the scenes whenever they're oh, shooting great. in the fighter jet. So I thought that, that part of it was I'm going to guess it cool. does well at the box office, especially the first weekend. Now, there's no way around this. Tom Cruise, weird as hell, okay? Yeah, there's no doubt, man. Totally a weird, weird guy. But He's fallen off the face of the earth a little bit after, you know. Yeah, he's... Still all into Scientology? I think, as as far as I I don't think... It doesn't sound like you get out of Scientology once you get in it. Especially not him. I I think, you know, he's kind of the face of it. They'd chase him down, but... As weird as he is, the guy has a great catalog of movies. I'm sorry. He, he does. does. Going back, you know, 30-plus years. So that was uh, interesting. And then I thought it was just all-around fantastic that GM of the Browns says that, eh, we don't necessarily have to trade Baker. It's like, <laughs> wait, what? I mean, come on. Yes, you do have to trade Baker. He's not going to be on your roster, so don't even begin to act like, well, we might just keep him around. Yeah, you can't play hardball now, dude. No, no. <laughs> too late way for that. Too, way too past that. Clearly, you're moving on from Baker Mayfield. You got any more? That's it. Uh, tell me what you think of this. Eric okay. Church, country music superstar, has canceled his concert on Saturday in San Antonio. Now, I'm sure a whole lot of people in South Texas were excited to see Eric Church but he's canceling the show because he's a huge North Carolina fan and he wants to see the Tar Heels play in New Orleans in the Final Four instead. Like it, love it, <sighs> hate it. Uh, hell no. If I was a big Eric Church fan and I bought tickets to that show, was planning on traveling from 
you know, somewhere in that area to go watch the show, I would be very upset. But yeah, whatever. That's kind of you're at the uh, you're at the whims of a musician, a, a singer, and if he's going to cancel a show that you know, I don't know, probably has fifty people or more stagehands and everyone involved to to make the thing work uh, and to get paid off of it and vendors and uh, people that have put tickets out there and all of that. It's not shocking that someone in in that situation is going to pull a, well, I'm more important than everyone else. I need to watch this basketball game. 100%. That's what a DVR is for. 100%. The Buffalo Bills are getting a new stadium. Yeah. $1.4 billion. Love it. And some people are saying, what? $1.4 billion mm-hmm. and you're not going to build a dome? Now, I'm a wimp. Mostly when it comes to the cold. Right. I, I can handle cold, but, I, you know, Buffalo type of winter, I might be a little bit of a wimp out there. Dude, I'm all about not putting a dome out there. Absolutely. Home field advantage, the people out there are used to it by now. They thrive in that. They take pride in that. Absolutely. I love that Buffalo's not going to be like everyone else and just put a dome over the stadium. Right. I mean, and I know right now they're not a threat in the division, but They've hired a new head coach. They've made some nice trades that could work out well for them. I mean, one of the teams that you play in your division is Miami. You think Miami wants to go to Buffalo and play outside no in chance. December? No chance. No, they don't. And I, I, I don't mind it at all. I think it is one of the cool things about watching Buffalo play and watching Green Bay play. It would not be the same to watch Green Bay play in a dome. No, it wouldn't be. I don't think... Anyone would want to see Green Bay play in a dome, and Buffalo is not Green Bay, but it's kind of the next best thing. I think playing out in the weather is how football was meant to be played, and I know there's there's a group that's all caught up in the fantasy football aspect, and they want to see yards and throwing the football around, but... I love watching a game in the snow more than I like watching anything on. And turf. they're not going to get a Super Bowl regardless. Like I think that that's a lot of you know probably a big reason why right. teams are putting in domes now is because if you get a new stadium, in a lot of ways it kind of guarantees you to get a Super Bowl. But Buffalo didn't doesn't matter, man. They weren't going to get a Super Bowl regardless. So leave it outside, man. Leave it outside. <laughs> You're telling me they couldn't convince someone to uh, hold the Super Bowl in Buffalo? Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> ESPN.com, USA Softball Collegiate Top 25. Hmm. There are 25 first place votes in the college softball rankings. OU's 29 and 0. They got 24 of the 25 first place votes. UCLA. Got the other. UCLA's at number two with a 28-3 and record. Mm-hmm. So explain this to me. How does someone vote UCLA number one when OU's 29-0, and UCLA's 28-3, and and OU and UCLA faced off head-to-head in California, and OU won that game? Um, the simple answer is they're from California. Uh, the more difficult answer is maybe you've got to throw the record out and they are looking at pure potential and 
which I know I don't know. Your how potential that, says, "Oh, you won that game early on this year." Yeah, I know what it says. The true freshman. You pitcher. asked me to give you an answer, and I'm trying to find a way there. Well, I don't I like the do answer it. so far. I think it sucks. <laughs> it does. I don't. I don't know. It's got to be someone from California. Maybe it's Patty just to keep her team uh, yeah. engaged. You know, I think she's got a. She hired someone to vote UCLA number one. Who here would have the softball top twenty-five vote that would uh, vote for UCLA instead of OU? Plank. Plank's getting paid <laughs> off. Nice. Well, I I don't know. I can't. There's. It doesn't seem like there would be any justification for that. But the good thing is, we'll soon find out. Right. We'll soon find out who the best is. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number two next. Short segment as we close up hour number two. Cavens bringing you hour number two of the rush. 405-573-3048 for all your uh, roofing, water, uh, facility maintenance needs. Remodeling, roofing, water, restoration, facility maintenance. 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Baseball tonight. Bedlam baseball tonight in Tulsa. Hmm. And we've got OU softball, Wichita State at home. I feel like the wind's going to be blowing out tonight is what everyone's saying. Bad news for Wichita State if the wind's blowing out. Yeah. um, I played golf today at Jimmy Austin Golf Course and started off uh, as a windy day, uh, 15 to 18 probably out of the south. And by the time we were done, had to be gusting above 30 miles an hour. So So Jocelyn will reach 200 home runs tonight. Yeah, she's going to hit one to the 20-yard line of the football (laughs) field, uh, I believe. All right, quick timeout, final hour of the rush coming up next.